0: This is Speaking of Speaking, quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and the speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you Matt. The Speaking of Speaking podcast. Today we want to talk about, this is springboarding from the last episode we were talking about, S's for story and your talk needs one. Now I want to dive into how to tell your stories because stories take many forms. There are many different types of stories out there. Everything from fantasies to science fiction to romance to, (laughs) to once upon a time stories to all sorts of children's type stories. But you know, we want to make sure that the stories that you are telling for business or that you are telling in your keynote talks or your signature talks, that they are relevant and relatable back to your audience. So we need to make sure that the story or the method in which you're telling your story is relatable. Okay? So I'm going to give you the, the breakdown of how to tell your story, a great system to use momentarily. But let me start by saying there was a tried, tested, true way to frame your story for almost any occasion. And I've used this method many times, not only to tell stories on this podcast, but also to tell stories when I am speaking in front of an audience, whether it's an audience of one or an audience of 101 or 201, this method definitely works. Keep in mind, stories are more effective than just the facts. We talked about that in the previous episode that, you know, you want to make sure you're putting in the time and the energy into telling the right story. And this little model we're going to get to very shortly will give you the tools you need. It'll be the tool you need rather to make sure you can put this story in because if it doesn't fit this model, which I will almost guarantee you every story ever written takes this model. And if your story doesn't, then it might need to be reworked or you might need to tell a different story because the model that I'll share with you is one that, you know, it's seamless. It's the easiest way to put it regardless of how you look at it there's a, definite, there's a definite beginning, middle, and an end. Always, always. So this try, tested true way to frame your story for almost any occasion, what it does is eliminate the need to try and get artsy. Some people think, okay, I got, the, I got a great story. Here's how I'm gonna frame it though. I'm gonna frame it where I tell my story but they don't know that I'm the character in it. So I'm gonna paint this picture, I'm gonna do it like this, and I'm gonna give the big surprise at the end and say, that person was me. That's a very artistic way of doing it, a very dramatic way of telling the story. It doesn't work most of the time. And as a matter of fact, it it seems to only work in my experience when you're vying in a speech contest, say for Toastmasters or Speaker Slam or any of those speaking contests where there's a big prize at the end, and the more artistic, the more flair you can give, the more probable you are to win that prize storytelling that like you're going to put in your presentations that you're doing in networking settings or business or signature talks that you're giving. These types of stories don't need the big the big reveal at the end. They don't. They just need you to be real all the way through. No big reveal, just real. So here's the model. This is how you frame your story. You might wanna grab a pen and jot these down. And I'm gonna go through each one of them one line by line, so you understand. Number one is conflict. Number one is conflict. What is the conflict within your story? Now, some people say, okay, well, I have conflict, but how do I get into it? And it could be as simple as a line like, life can change just like that. Boom, enter your conflict, whatever it is or something like, I thought business was going great until last Tuesday, boom, right into your conflict. Then there's this thing called decision. This is the second part. So you have conflict, the second part is decision. It's the turning point in the story. You've got this conflict and then all of a sudden there's something that is a turning point or has you deciding To do something. What is it? That's the decision piece. Conflict. What's going on? The decision that made you change your course or change the trajectory of where you were going. And then what was the discovery piece? What did you discover from that? That's the third thing. So you have conflict, number one. Decision, number two. And the discovery Who knew this was going to happen? Who knew that if I went this way, this would be the outcome? That's a good way to frame discovery, the outcome. So here's the conflict. Decision was, I'm going to do something different to get out of the conflict. The discovery, oh, I found out this. That's the discovery. And then typically there's a third part, but it doesn't necessarily always have to be there. It might be buried further in your talk, not buried, but later in your talk. And that's the life lesson. Conflict, decision, discovery. Now, a couple of things to keep in mind because I know that you're burning with questions right now with the model I just gave you. Conflict, Decision, Discovery. And I can't go into this in great detail. Not enough time on the podcast. If you'd like to learn more about this, we actually will be, uh, myself and a colleague, Sherry Godfrey, will be offering some storytelling workshops throughout this year and probably continuing until stories are no longer relevant, (laughs) to be quite honest. Because the story is very important. The story is your why. Why do you do what you do? It's funny. I had somebody ask me that today when I was recording the podcast just to come into the studio. They said, so why do you do what you do? Why do you... Why do you coach people to speak? So I gave them the, well, here was was the thing. When I was a kid, I used to stutter. Huge conflict with that, especially when I had this love for broadcasting and I wanted to be on the radio. Bigger conflict. Can't speak properly, want to be on the radio. That to me sounds like a conflict. But that person quickly understood with me just saying, I used to stutter when I was a kid, horribly. They wanted to hear more of the story because they heard the conflict. And then there's the decision piece. So the decision piece wasn't my decision. It was actually my parents' decision to put me into speech therapy. And that's when I discovered that I was not the worst kid on the planet when it came to stuttering. There was a fellow by the name of Ivan, who I spoke about on the previous podcast, who was a, who was worse off, worse off than I would. Ivan would contort his whole face trying to get words out. Uh, I actually felt sorry for the guy. I don't know what he went on to become. Probably a broadcaster, because that's what a lot of people who stutter end up being, either... You know, they either get into the media world or marketing or something like that where you have to communicate on a regular basis. But he had this huge problem. So conflict. I used to stutter when I was a kid. It was horrible. It was awful. Do you know how that made me feel? I'm giving you some feeling words now. And then my decision. Again, wasn't my decision, but it was my parents. They made the decision. You're going to speech therapy. Two years of speech therapy, here's what I discovered. I was not the worst Kid, when it came to stuttering. And that there was hope. And that I could be not cured, but I could find a way to control my speech impediment. And there was another discovery, or maybe I could add this as the life lesson at the end. You you tell me. I I invite your comments on this. The life lesson of the only person in control of your speaking is you. That would be the life lesson, actually. You can still email me if you like (laughs) later on. I'll give you the email address in a couple of minutes. But the only person in control of your speaking is you. So if I were to take that story, the conflict of me stuttering, wanting to be on the radio, can't barely put four words together without stammering and stuttering, and work in some feeling words, terrified, horrified, embarrassed, humiliated, and then talk about the decision. It was over dinner one night. I was 12 years old. My parents said, you're going to speech therapy, which didn't make me any more comfortable, by the way, <laughs> just letting you know the back end of the story. But that's the decision. They sent me to speech therapy. What did I discover? I discovered that I wasn't alone, that there were other people who stuttered as bad or worse than I did. And I spent two years in speech therapy. It allowed me to control my speaking. I learned a lot. The biggest thing I learned was, here's the life lesson. The only person in control of your speaking is you. So in less than a minute and a half, I was able to work in a story with a life lesson. That's what you want to do. You want to be able to work in a story to support your, your topic and throw in a life lesson, if you can, or leave the life lesson to the end. By the way, I've given that talk about me stuttering, and I've worked that into a whole talk. Works out very well. So let's talk about stories in a little more depth. Do they have to go in that order? No, they can go in any order, to be quite honest. But it's easier, especially if you're new to storytelling and mapping them out, to keep it simple for yourself, use the conflict decision discovery format and in that order. Because yes, you can have decision that leads to conflict, that leads to discovery. You can have discovery that leads to decision that leads to conflict. But to keep it simple for yourself for now, start with conflict, decision, discovery life lesson at the end and again your lead in line to the conflict can be something like I couldn't believe life could change just like that until last Tuesday I met with my business partner and boom here's the conflict so order the story then change the order if you have to that's that's I guess the the best way to put it is if you have to change the story around if you have to put the decision first and then the conflict that's fine but try ordering the story in the in the order I gave you conflict decision discovery and then change it if you have to And again, like I said, don't forget to include that life lesson or the why are you telling me this in the story as opposed to just telling the story for the sake of telling the story and then saying, well, there's my story now on with whatever I was talking about. Always make sure it fits in. The other thing I want to do is share with you about placing your story because you first want to place the audience. You want to place the audience in your story. You also wanna place the story. You wanna give it a time, you wanna give it a date, you wanna give it a feel. If it's a cold winter's day, it was minus 20, I stepped outside and I could see my breath. That's how cold it was. Or it was, it was so cold outside, my fingers were numb within 10 seconds because I'd forgotten my gloves that day. Wh- whatever it is that's going to paint that picture, enough of a picture in people's minds so they can see where you're going. So place the story. Place the audience and then place yourself in the story. I can't stress that enough. Quite often, people will place everything except themselves. They'll dance around the topic. They won't put themselves in the story. People want to hear about you. They want to hear about your story, how you are relating to them. So you have to place yourself. Place the audience. I'm going to get back to that for a minute here just before I wrap up this episode. Place the audience means inviting them in. Inviting them in. And you can do that with a question saying, has that ever happened to you? Have you ever felt so helpless you felt numb? And people go, yeah, I, I did. Going back to my stuttering story, have you ever felt so helpless you felt numb? Maybe even numb with fear. That's how you place the audience. Now, there are a few other techniques too, but there's a lot that I've shared today. So what I want you to do is take this with you digest it and try using this model conflict decision discovery they can go in any order but to keep it simple for yourself for now try framing your story in that order if it doesn't work you can rearrange the order and don't forget to include that life lesson and then there's the placing of the audience the placing of the story give it a date time place what were you doing at the time what was the weather like what was going on And then make sure you place yourself in the story. I'm going to leave it there for today. If you ever have a question or you want to follow up with me relating to your stories, drop me an email, askcarl at carlspeaks.ca and visit the website anytime, carlspeaks.ca. Until next time, it's Carl Richards. Get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at carlrichard 72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking.